This is Enormous, with your hosts Harley and KC. So our last episode, which was Enormous Ties, talked about relationships. So I found a little something for this Enormous Shorty that I thought I would read to you. So Enormous Shorty is our mid-month... It's the mid-month smaller episode. Mini-episode. Yes, the mini-episode. And this one's on an aspect of a relationship that something went awry. Yep, exactly that. Did I send you this article? I think I did probably send it to you. No, but you told me what it was about. Okay. This says, I thought my fuck buddy ghosted me during the holidays, but the truth was much worse. Hey, sir, he texted me just before 1 a.m. on Friday morning. Was asleep tonight, I replied, when I woke up seven hours later. In that window of time, ten blocks from my apartment, two blocks from his, on the road we traveled to see one another, he was mowed down by a sanitation truck days before Christmas. Oh, God. You don't expect much communication from a casual sex partner. You message each other when the mood strikes, when you have a desire for one another. Days, perhaps even weeks can go by. My fuck buddy was different. He apologized for not responding with a couple hours and initiated plans when we could schedule our next meeting. But still, I didn't sweat a response. What's up, sexy? I messaged him nine days later, noticing my text bubble was now green instead of blue. Odd. But maybe he's spending the holidays with his family, not knowing they just experienced their first Christmas with an empty seat at the table. You alive? I asked three days later. He's probably welcoming the new year at some crazy party with friends, I thought, not knowing they were saying their goodbyes. It's not uncommon for your fuck buddy to lose interest and completely ignore your text, even after what you thought was a great times together, as a gay, almost New Yorker who's quite jaded, but still hopeful at this point, I figured that was the case. Days later, I tapped on the grinder profile that interested me. His profile rattled off the usual list of demands and requests you should decide to communicate with, but in closing was a message of caution. Be careful crossing the street and rest in peace to a man. A man with the same name as my fuck buddy. My heart began to race. It sank into the bottom of my chest. My fingers now sweating, I typed a message to the profile and shared a photo of my buddy. That's him, this guy replied with a photo of my buddy's Facebook page. Now I finally knew his last name. I didn't know much about him at all, where he was from, what were his hobbies, what were his dreams, what his favorite pizza place in the neighborhood, how did he spend his last days on earth, Already late for work, I opened my laptop and frantically searched for social media pages to get a window into his life. On Facebook, I found tributes from his friends, old photos, shared memories, expressions of despair and frustration and anger. He was loved by so many people. I hope he knew that. On my way to work, I tried to make sense of the sadness and the pain I felt. How can I feel such a heartbreak for someone I didn't know all that well? We never shared a meal. We didn't goof off in high school biology class. We never shared a cubicle or made small talk at some forced work happy hour. Who was I to him? Was I anything? Flashbacks ran through my mind like a sizzle reel of the best moments we spent together. We were naked. More than that, we were vulnerable. We shared human, intimate, passionate, connected moments together. We shared energy. We shared breaths. We shared affirming touches. And in those moments, we brought each other joy. We made each other feel good and seen and wanted and desired and sexy. And that means something. My flashback concluded with the last thing we said to each other. 
While getting dressed to leave after our last rendezvous, we shared how much fun we had had together and talked about doing it again. Remember how we almost never met, he said, recalling how our communication lines crossed and we both thought the other wasn't interested? I'm glad we did, I said. I'm glad we did too, he said. And that's the end of the article. So we talked about different kinds of relationships and we kind of never really got into the intimate details of when you just have a sexual encounter or more than one sexual encounter with somebody that becomes a buddy of sort or a friend, um, that there still is a relationship there for many people. Well, there's there's a category on the apps that people describe as friend with benefits or fuck buddy. Right. And it implies a regular contact. doesn't say how frequently it is, but a regular contact with someone that you become familiar with. And it's bound to happen that if you have regular contact with someone that you're going to develop a connection with them. It may be a very light connection or it may be, be a very deep connection, but there's going to be a connection. But the structure of the relationship may not be one that you know everything about their life. You may know nothing about their life. Right. Your friend uh, Brian, when he was doing his, uh, when we did the episode and you interviewed him regarding uh, his ethical slut status yes his ethical slut status and he kind of said that he would uh he enjoys meeting new people and having new sexual experiences and there's something to be said for that uh but also there there is that part with your buddies where in even though you're not friends necessarily you can still count on them in some sort of a way right i i think there's a very unusual relationship that can occur in the gay community i don't know that occurs in the heterosexual community where there's a familiarity but there's no requirement or obligation to send a christmas card or a birthday card or to acknowledge those things or to take your friend out for a special occasion it's strictly a sexual relationship that becomes very intimate right and 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 that's still a relationship Yeah, I think the thing for me that was very hard about this article, and I I started finding myself getting teared up, was I've had these relationships. Right. And the thought of that person dying never really entered my mind. Right. But hearing this story, I thought, how would I know? How, How would I know that that person just didn't leave me and never contact me again, that something terrible had happened right because if you're not in that kind of contact with them or you don't know other people in their life there's definitely going to be those circumstances where this could happen they could have a heart attack and and you would never know it no one would let you know you how would you find out and if you told your friends about it and they say oh well he ghosted you right you know whatever it is something happened he just decided that this wasn't right anymore and that he's not contacting you anymore and you can't contact him but it always could be worse. And that's that makes me quite upset. Yeah, me too. I have a takeaway then from all of this, really. Do you? To share with everybody, yeah, that I think is really important. And that is that, and, and you have said this before, I've seen you say this, to always be kind with people that you meet, whether you're interested or not interested, or do it again, or don't do it again, don't meet up with them again. Uh Part to me, part of being kind is maybe not ghosting. Now, if someone is cruel or mean 
and you decided to block that person, to me, that's a different circumstance. Right. But if you met someone and things were okay or, or, or not necessarily so okay, or you decided not to meet up with them again, to me, I think that honesty and kindness is the best policy and let people know. Yeah. Let them know. Yeah. Well, this guy who wrote the article or that the article was about ultimately found out what happened to the guy he thought ghosted him. Right. And he was probably incredibly sad and shocked shocked by the fact that this person that he had a pleasant at least relationship with was gone right or what do we do to make sure that that situation doesn't happen i guess um well i I sort of don't like ghosting so i guess for me i want to be honest and just say up front with people whether i'm interested some more or not interested So one of the things that's interesting about some of the online apps is they don't have the capability of removing someone who's died. Facebook is one of those. I've got three friends I can think of immediately that one's been dead for three or four years. Um, One just died within the last few months and another one's been dead for a while. And you can't remove their profiles. I have a friend whose mother died from cancer probably four years ago and her profile is still up yeah on facebook and i think that's i think that's morally wrong yeah facebook needs to fix that i don't know how they fix it whether you need to send in a, a death certificate or what but if someone has no activity and someone a family member or someone close to them reports them as dead there should be a way of removing their profile So my mother, as you know, who is still living and with us, but not really mentally capable anymore, her Facebook was hacked and it has a different, a different name on it now, not my mother's name. Oh no. And, and I have corresponded just with the report a complaint to Facebook five or six times. And of course, I don't know how, I don't know how that, if a person checks those, if it's just algorithms and computer that checks those, but nothing has ever been done. I, you know, I've tried to explain I'm her son. You just remove, can you just delete her account? If nothing more, that's where I've finally gotten to, you know, right. if nothing more, just delete her account over having all her pictures and all right. of her kids' information and all of that stuff there with someone else's a name attached to the Facebook account. That's just crazy to me. It is crazy. And there must be some legal reason Um, i'm sure facebook has a huge legal staff that has advised them not to touch somebody else's somebody else's profile even if they're deceased but i don't know if any of the hookup sites do that i don't know yeah i'm not sure grinder scruff or any of those style hookup sites if they actually have a way of deleting somebody's profile if they've if they've died I don't know if anybody out there knows that information or if someone that we that hears this out there works for one of those app companies let us know we're curious you know one of the reasons why this story affected me so deeply was that I've had a long-term relationship with someone that's been sort of under the radar and uh, the thought of that person dying and not knowing that would devastate me I think just when you when someone dies and you're expecting it and knowing it, that's painful enough. Right. But to find out, just be taught totally off guard and find out, that's going to be really painful. And when there's no way to really find out. Yeah. I mean, this particular person that I'm thinking of, we were not Facebook friends. There was not an association with mutual friends that knew each other. It was, right. a, it was a secret relationship. 
I guess you'd call it secret. Right. But nobody knew about it. It was a, a hookup situation. But over the years, developed into quite a, a deep relationship. And it would be devastating. Right. It's a hard call because there is a little piece of that secret relationship business that's kind of exciting and fun, too. Right. So, But if you're going to have that, then you got to take with that that it is a secret. So you might not find important things out like that. It'd be terrible if I thought somebody ghosted me and then a year and a half later, I ran into somebody who knew this person and said, oh yeah, well he died a year and a half ago. He's in a car crash. Yeah, exactly right. I'd be devastated. It could totally happen. Yeah, so that's why I got teared up about the article. Yeah, me too. It it actually touched me in a way I wasn't expecting. The same kind of thing was that I thought how horrible that would be if I were in that circumstance. It'd be horrible. So I don't know that I really have a takeaway from this except that If you are having a relationship like this and there starts to be some emotional connection to the person that you're involved with, make sure there's a way that you can get some information if something bad were to happen. I don't know how that would be. I don't know what the answer is to that. but It's really hard to know. Yeah, but try to figure out some way that you could learn a friend or a family member or somebody that after a period of time when you didn't hear anything that you could find out whether or not they at least were living right and probably i'm i'm not the super sleuth on the internet but probably someone that is better at that probably would probably be able to get in there and figure out some kind of how yeah i don't know do you think those those strange reverse lookup sites that offer you to find information about someone for a fee that's what i was just going to say you have to pay money for that so i'm not inclined to do that i would do that if it was someone that i cared about that i hadn't heard from in a few months maybe that'd be a way yeah. might be a way. Would they know, though? Well, and then, <laughs> do you even know somebody's real name? There you go. Like, if you only have a, you know, a hookup site contrived title that they've given themselves for, if it only says Hot Daddy 69, right? you don't know who that is. That's right. But most people don't use their real name on hookup sites. I don't think so. No. Usually a description of... Of how they perceive themselves. Yeah. Or if it's a name, it's a, a made up, you know, pretend name. So if it's a name name. Has anybody else out there heard heard of this or read this article or know somebody that's in this circumstance? If so, let us know what your experience was. We're really curious to hear. I would love to hear it. from someone if they have had this experience. Right. That they were either ghosted or that they thought they were ghosted and there was something more serious that had happened. Yeah. I think that'd be really interesting. I think it goes to show that the depth and involvement that we have with other people can't be defined by the basic categories of relationship. In our episode, we talked about monogamy, monogamish, open relationships, polyamory, and some other things. But even having a fuck buddy or a friend with benefits can be a a significant relationship. So we can't discount. Discount. That's exactly the term I was going to use, too. We We can never discount someone. We can't discount the importance of those kind of relationships, Uh even though they seem superficial. Right. And if you don't do that, well, to me, it's all back to kindness. If you treat people kindly and you think about kindness, you're you're not likely to discount. That's true. A relationship or someone. That's a good point. You look to me like you're upset a little bit by this article, are you? Yeah, I'm ready to cry. What could I do to make you feel better? Anything? No, I think I just need to process this and think about the fact that I'm not in that situation currently. Right. I was in that situation, and it was so real for so many years. You didn't even know, though, that that was a possibility. Probably you weren't thinking about that Oh, I part. thought about Did it. Did you think about that part? Yes, on a okay. regular basis. Wow. 
okay. I don't think there's anything that could really help me get past this other than me just processing the fact that I don't have to think about this now. It's something good for us to, it was good for us to talk about and to think about and to tell other people to think about. And if anybody out there is listening and you're thinking about somebody in some kind of a special way, maybe, I don't know, maybe try to contact them. Just make sure that they're okay. Yeah. Maybe there's some way, some sort of system you could have that would allow you to know whether or not at least they were alive or not. That's probably something, if someone's somehow important to you, even just as a good fuck buddy, maybe that's something you should make a pact to do with them. I think that's right. If you if you have a good fuck buddy that you care about, maybe it's worthwhile to set up a system so that if something bad were to happen, the other one would know. Right. So today, I wanted to hit you up with a little something here. Uh, we got a voicemail, and so I thought I would play it for you. Hey, guys. This is Jay, the Haunt Cub, late of the Lotso podcast. Uh, I got a question for you, so cue the music. Oh, whoops, wait. That's another podcast. Now, I do have a question for you. Um, it's not really so much about the podcast, but I'm curious if you guys are thinking of or planning on going to New Orleans this year for the Pride 48 Celebration. So, uh, curious about that. Also, um, I am loving the show, of course. I did want to suggest maybe as a topic sometime, because I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. Since we're all of a certain age, I'm curious how you, what you think of the difference now between picking up guys or, you know, meeting guys through apps versus the old days of meeting guys in public places like bars. Um, I won't give my thoughts at the moment, but I'm curious as to where you guys uh, stand or think of this issue. Anyway, keep up the great work. Talk to you soon. Bye. Uh, Jay, thank you for your call and your comments. And uh, we're really curious to hear what you think about the topic that you presented to us, the apps versus uh, meeting people in the bar online. And we're probably going to explore that topic in greater detail in another episode. I think we'll definitely explore that topic. But if he really wants to be sure that we're going to explore that topic, yes. well, all we need is a naked picture of him. <laughs> One thing I did not say about today's recording session. Uh-oh. And we should tell our listeners because they, they can't hear anything. Besides the fact that my voice is a little raspy from a, a midwinter cold or something, cold or yes. something that's, that's flying through. Yes. I might drive the listeners crazy. Yeah, that's, there's, nothing, there's no problem with that. We are recording from a brand new studio. We are. And we're sitting in a very comfortable sofa yes, with wonderful boom mics and uh, we can see each other clearly. Right. And so this is the first recording in our new studio. It's true. We're hoping to kind of bounce back and forth between the two studios. Yeah, I'll be curious to see if anyone can hear the difference. Yeah, they'll know which where we recorded. Yeah. Casey, that brings us to the end of this mini episode, this mini shorty. Do you have any final words or thoughts? But we don't want people. We don't want to leave with people feeling bad. So yay, puppies! <laughs> puppies. <laughs>
things. Do you have a topic you think we should discuss? Do you want to leave us a comment? We'd love to hear from you. And we've made it very easy. You can email us directly at enormouspodcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a voice message at 303-351-2880. You can also visit our website at www.enormouspodcast.com and find us on Facebook and Twitter at EnormousPod. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Are we done? I think we're done. Nice. Bye. Bye. Enormous. Just enormous. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.